when I was a kid, one year we got this new assistant minister in our church. He had immigrated as a young man from Cuba, and he dressed more casually than the elder minister, and he seemed kind of radical, at least by North Carolina standards back in those days. And he would begin each sermon of his with this prayer. God, grant us the courage to seek the truth. Come when it may, cost what it will. If you walked into my mom's kitchen these days, you'd see a full-page ad that she cut out of the newspaper and taped up to the side of her refrigerator. From the New York Times, it's an ad for truth. It's just a bunch of very short sentences, 19 of them in all. Here are just a few. The truth is hard. The truth is hidden. The truth must be pursued. The truth is rarely simple. The truth isn't red or blue. The truth is worth defending. The truth is more important now than ever. Clearly this ad campaign, which came out, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago, is a response to our current president. The fact that he says a lot of things that are simply not true. And that when something gets reported that our president doesn't like or agree with, he often responds by calling it fake news. This isn't a sermon about the president or about partisan politics. There are plenty of other places where you can engage in those conversations. But our worship theme for this month is truth. And you know, I really wish that we would have some themes every now and then that were at least a little bit relevant to what's going on in our world, right? We live in this time when it's possible to share your opinions and your experiences widely. When the line between news and commentary and propaganda has been blurred. When the people creating this content have gotten pretty sophisticated. So it's good for us to stop and ask, what is truth? Is the truth something that each of us get to decide for ourselves? Or is it more complicated than that? For much of Western history, the truth was centralized and generally came from on high, from church leaders and philosophers, learned men, and they were men. They were seen as those with the truth. Or at least they were the ones who had the power to enforce their version of the truth. 
You know, people occasionally got in trouble with the church for what's called heresy, for having ideas outside of the mainstream. The funny thing is, what gets called heresy in one generation, some years later can become seen as the truth. With the advent of science and the coming of the period called the Enlightenment, a new source of truth came to the fore. Science, with its focus on methods and rational observation, it challenged and to some extent it replaced religion as the source of truth, creating a tension between science and religion that exists to this day. The modern period placed its trust in science and in reason and in the capacity for human advancement. And the proponents of modernism were often unaware of their own limited view of the truth and of the ways their privilege blinded them to a wider perspective. There's an example of this in my office. It's a poster that was common in Unitarian churches early in the 20th century. Some places they've never taken it down. It's another batch of short sentences. It reads, Our faith, the fatherhood of God, the brotherhood of man, the leadership of Jesus, salvation by character, the progress of mankind onward and upward forever. You may notice that there's a little bit of a gender bias here <laughs> and an overly optimistic faith in our human capacity and our ability to create our own destiny onward and upward forever. But then came the trenches of the First World War, where millions died, and for what? And then came World War II and the Holocaust, when millions of Jews and others were murdered in the name of racial and ethnic purity. And the idea of onward and upward forever was shown to be a false hope. Out of the struggles of the 20th century came a new period called postmodernism, which challenged the modern era's faith in science and reason and in human progress. Postmodernism says that the truth is not found at the center, but more likely out at the margins. It says that there are oftentimes multiple truths. And the, and the truth is conditioned by where you stand, by your own particular perspective and social location. Postmodernism challenges the dominant culture and the white male thinking establishment. It's obvious, isn't it, that we live in complicated times. There are so many voices and so many different expressions of and experiences of reality. What is true? What is right? What is good? 
These are questions that people have been asking since the beginning of time. And they are particularly good questions to be asking now. But we need to accept the fact that these are not simple questions with easy answers. We are meant to struggle with these questions, to keep asking them, to keep trying to answer them. Each Sunday in our unison affirmation, we say, love is the doctrine of this church. The quest for truth is its sacrament, and service is its prayer. We say that seeking after the truth is a holy act and worthy of our efforts. But we don't say that it's easy. One of the dangers, I think, of these times we're living in, which tend towards the individualistic, is that truth is often defined by each of us as individuals. Many of us trust our feelings and our instincts to tell us what is true. And we can be fooled by those who know how to manipulate us and by our, by our own biases. We are prone to believe what conforms to the way we happen to see the world. The same way we are inclined these days to get our news from particular sources or click more often on those stories that support the views that we want to hear. Right? Like in that complicated story out of Chicago recently, the actor, Jesse Smollett, who claimed to be attacked because he is black and gay, and people rightfully upset about the increase in hate crimes in our country, came out to defend him, only to, define, to find out later that the police determined that Smollett himself had staged the attack. Where does the truth lie? Our feelings and perspectives can help us and they can hinder us in our search for the truth. Our memories can be faulty. We each have our own biases. One of the reasons I'm grateful to be part of a community like this one is that it helps me to see how often my own assumptions are wrong. We all go around drawing these maps of the world as we think it is. But if you're paying attention and you're in contact with other people, you have to keep adapting and redrawing the map, right? Being in conversation with and in community with others causes you to question your assumptions and gain a wider and clearer view of what is true. I'm grateful that we have this place to gather and these companions and this wider world outside our walls. I'm grateful that we're part of a long tradition of people seeking the truth all the way back to the psalmists and the prophets of the Hebrew tradition 
that started a new way of being religious and being community almost 4,000 years ago. And I'm grateful for colleagues like Reverend Christine Robinson who interprets these texts in ways that help us hear them today. Like in Psalm 15, how do truly good people live? They speak the truth from their hearts, have no hidden agendas, are loyal friends. They offer respect to their neighbors, but avoid the company of the selfish and foolish. They honor good people wherever they find them. They live to do good, keep their word, make their living with honest work, and, are, and give generously from their abundance. Their way of life makes them strong in heart. And I'm grateful for poets and artists and seers, those who help us to take a wider and deeper view. Like David White and his encouragement to open our eyes so that we might see. That day I saw beneath dark clouds the passing light over the water, and I heard the voice of the world speak out. I knew then, as I had before, life is no passing memory of what has been, nor the remaining pages in a great book waiting to be read. It is the opening of eyes long closed. It is the vision of far-off things seen for the silence they hold. It is the heart, after years of secret conversing, speaking out loud in the clear air. <clears throat> Truth these days requires us to be awake and to do our own work, to have open minds and open eyes, open hearts and open hands. The stakes are high, and what we think and what we do, it matters. The truth matters. So let us vow to live good lives. Lives of integrity and purpose and generosity. And let this be our prayer. O oh God of love, grant us the courage to seek the truth. Come when it may. Cost what it will. Amen.